Welcome to the Blonde Runner Podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Hello there. Well, I am excited to talk about something that I have been learning a lot about lately, and it's just such an interesting concept. The first um, time I really, I guess, started thinking about this is when, I don't know if any of you are fans of the movie Alone, where they are dropped off in the wilderness and they have to, like, survive, but I remember a comment that really hit me, and it was uh, season 7, episode 11 with Callie, and she was one of the final ladies, totally rock star lady there. Um, She said something along the lines as the longer she was out there kind of by herself, they were in the Arctic, so it was really quiet, the more that her mind became quiet. And I thought, oh my gosh, that that is it. I think for me, I have a lot of mind chatter. And I know I was talking to my son about this too, and he has a lot of mind chatter. So sometimes, you know, your head hits the pillow and then you're awake. I don't know if you, if anybody else has that. But I think this is such an important concept to talk about. Um, So I really wanted to focus on how do we quiet the mind to stay present. Originally, I wanted to talk about being present. um, But it really kind of has to go hand in hand with this idea of being quiet or quieting our mind. And so as I was just reading different articles and kind of uh, mulling over this thought of how do we quiet our mind, I came across many articles that um, gives you suggestions. And I think... One of the best ones, of course, is it suggested running, of course, um, or exercise, period. Even 10 minutes of exercise can help you your mind quiet, so it quiets that chatter. And I know, I think that's one of the reasons it was. it's so hard not when we have an injury or something and we can't exercise, or at least for people that are like me that have a very active mind, that's what gets hard is the noise our mind makes, that constant chatter. And I think the it's important to embrace the idea that we do chatter and we have a lot of chatter and chatter is not necessarily bad. I think it is kind of the go-to process of our brain, but recognizing what our brain is doing and why it's doing it and then helping to reduce maybe the, I think we get overwhelmed with chatter. So I just have some ideas that just, I'm just kind of talking out loud about some of the things that I kind of came across with this. Um, but they, another thing people call this chattery brain is kind of a monkey brain. Uh, monkey brain, in a, I think in the sense of it's pretty primitive. Our mind tends to chatter. It tends to fill space. It It doesn't always feel comfortable with empty space. And so when it gets dangerous is when we have a lot of negative thoughts and so recognizing we have these negative thoughts and then creating positive thoughts with them I think is really valuable I know many many times I have mentioned that I do meditation and there are many forms of meditation Uh, I like to have a lot of my athletes or my um, life coach athlete people that I work with I work with athletes that want my uh, life coaching too but I have them do meditation a lot of it is guided type meditation which is called focused attention meditation which I think is really valuable because it brings us back to one thing that we're thinking about often with meditation it's breathing which is really good it's a kind of a mindfulness uh, thing um 
that way we're we're controlling where we're focusing our attention which you know when we're athletes we think a lot about our body and getting it to move in certain ways and that's all good uh, one of the reasons that when you go running you feel like your mind chatter stops is because you are taking all that energy and focusing it on moving your body forward or propelling it forward and that's what allows us to create focus so in essence if we have a lot of mind chatter but we're able to to create a focus with that energy retention or, or mind patterns then it's now become effective it's kind of like taking all these things bouncing around in space and then creating order with it right so we can do that for ourselves with that mindfulness uh, meditation other other i mean there's so many forms of meditation if you've even thought this might be helpful for you i highly encourage you to just go and explore what works well for you um Another one, the mindfulness meditation is more of, so they kind of have a focus attention meditation than a mindfulness meditation. One being a meditation uh, where you're thinking, of, you're allowing your thoughts to just kind of go through your mind and then you don't, you acknowledge them, you're not judgmental, you try not to really respond to them, but you kind of just let them float by. You, you acknowledge them. And honestly, thoughts themselves don't actually hurt us. They don't cause anxiety or anything. It's what we choose to attach meaning, that attaching meaning to those words that we're thinking. That's kind of what causes us anxiety. And I found with me, uh, kind of tying in this idea of being present, if you are concerned or stressed or anxious, it usually has to do with the future uncertainty that kind of thing but when you bring it to current and how you are now what are you experiencing in this moment it seems like the anxiety distress and stuff goes away that's one of the reasons that I do meditation because I do have high, high anxiety and stress and so that has really really helped me be able to focus my mind and make my energy and my attention um, generally I am a positive thinking person and so it was kind of fun to read through some of the things and that I already sort of do naturally, but if your go-to isn't necessarily positive thinking, what's good about this is that you can learn it though. It's not something that, oh, you don't do it, you can't do it. Uh, it's actually quite the opposite if you can learn how to do it. What I like about meditation too is it's, it's not only psychologically beneficial, but it's neurologically beneficial. Um, patterns of things that we say to ourselves can be changed. If your go-to is, is, gosh, I just can't do that, you know, you can change that into a positive dialogue, which is what I love. Meditation is a way, you know, we, we go to the gym and we work on our muscles, but meditation is a way we can work on our brain. And our brain is, is a huge part of our either success or our downfall. So putting time into working on our brain is just so important. This is something that has really, I had a slap in the face, you know, of having to change my environment. It wasn't very healthy for me. Maybe people, toxic people aren't good. You have to get them out of your life. And then you have to replace it with positive things. I know I have talked about my gratitude journal so much. And the reason why, and I do it every day, is because it creates new thought patterns for me. It helps me recognize things that are positive in my mind and I can tell you for certain it has certainly rewired my brain uh you know maybe you were in a state very fragile but you're able to start seeing what's good and happening in your life 
Some people tend to ruminate about negative experiences or relive them. And sometimes I do that. I, I relive races or, or things like that. But this helps you to relive good experiences, things that bring you, you happiness and joy. And there's a lot of healing and action too, doing things that make you happy. Uh, meditation makes me happy because I usually tie it to really enjoyable things. Like I, I, if I'm going to relive or ruminate, ruminate about something in a meditation session, maybe bring my focus to an experience, then it's usually a very positive experience. So that can be really, really healing. Um, and you really want to focus on creating those newly minted thoughts and you can, also create what dialogue you want to say to yourself. And it may sound silly, you know. You, I know when, back in the day when we used to watch Saturday Night Live, there was this, this affirmation, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, you know, you're good enough or, or those kind of things. It really does work. It starts changing our brain pattern. It seems silly at first, but it's, it's like anything else. You walk the walk and you will start feeling what you need there. So huge, huge benefit. Um, if you haven't started a gratitude journal, I do have a little message about it on my YouTube or uh, actually not my YouTube. Sorry. I did put a video on my Instagram. So if you go to coach Laura Erickson, L O R A, and it's one of the pinned things, uh, first ones on the front, if you just go to my page. So I'm a huge believer. If you're not a, if you haven't ever done your gratitude journal, I dare you to do it for a month and see if it hasn't changed you. So, um, it, it helps you. One of the things I like to talk about is we're going to talk about being present a little more and somehow some of the ways that I do that in terms of daily, uh, reminding myself is one thing, but, um, having things that I, that I, I think for me, I am such a, like, tangible person. I like to feel what's around me. So for me, one of the meditations that I really love to do is kind of a senses meditation where you, it's your sight, smell, like all your senses. And so even food, I've even done meditation with, you know, chocolate or like an orange or something and just learn to like slow down and appreciate. Whenever I feel really anxious, I think this is why breathing works so well. I just slow down and I take a breath because honestly, we are in such a rush, always multitasking. That's one thing we need to sometimes slow down and stop multitasking. I mean, we have plenty to do, but I do like to carve out time in my life where I have either nothing to do and not that I won't do anything with it, but I have nothing that I expect myself to do. And I think that allows myself to have some grace. So I highly suggest that. Um, being present to me is like having, you know, my mind and attention drawn to like the, sorry, that's my printer, <laughs> um, mind and my mind, uh, and everything brought to what's around me or, you know, the, the air on my skin. If I have a fan going in the room or if I have a candle going in, in, on, you know, in the room what does it look like? Is it bright? Is it flickering? Is, what does it smell like? Like, I love the senses one. It just, it just grasps my attention a lot better and it makes me be really present. And we really only can control now. We can't, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up in the, the past and it also, you know, can affect our, you know, what is our future going to be cause fears and things, but really right now, unless we're in a really 
you know, maybe we're getting robbed or something. Maybe that's not a good experience right now. But most of us are in a safe area. And if you can create, I know it's hard sometimes with being a mom, especially with little ones, to find a little quiet time to yourself. For, that's why I ran. I was like, uh, leave the kids at home and go running on my own. <laughs> it was my time. That That's why running is was so therapeutic to me is it's like, it's my therapy. I can go out and I can run and I can be with myself and my thoughts and kind of mull through things and think through things. Um, or go, go walk around. Even if you have to get a, you know, kids in a stroller, you can meditate when you're out walking. You can go to the park and, um, have everybody lay down on the blanket. There's just so many ways that you can still take a little time out. Just take time to smell the roses, you know? Um, let me think. There's some other things that I know we've, I talked, I want to talk about on this. Um, okay. Gratitude journal. We already talked about that. I definitely encourage you to look at that. Um, it talked a lot about, um, when some of the articles that I was reading talked a lot about either talking to someone I know I do this, like if I'm having a concern or something, I like to find friends to talk to, and I think that is really good, and I thought, well, I'm talking to myself about it, but it's not quite the same as when you actually verbalize it out loud to someone else, because that allows you to create a story that has meaning, a little more than often with our own minds, we kind of have these fragmented thoughts, but when you have to verbalize it into a story that makes sense for someone else to listen to, you really um, create that narrative that plugs in meaning. And often, I don't know if, you, if this has happened to you, when you say it out loud, you're like, oh, okay, that sounds dumb. Or, oh, hmm, you rethink what your, maybe that your perspective is changed a little bit, um, considering maybe what some other person, might, their perspective might be as well. And um, that can be really important. Uh, so that leads me to like therapy or life coaching or th- you, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to seek out other sources of information. I think that the important thing there is not to lose your own gut feeling though on what's good for you. So kind of keep that in mind as well. Um, sometimes another thing that I was reading about that I really love this concept of, uh, accepting, what is, uh, sometimes we get so wrapped up in trying to control something that's completely out of our control that it gets frustrating for us. And so sometimes it's, it's either talking to your friend, laying it out on the table and then, then hearing it for yourself and then accepting it as it is, as is, and not trying to control it or anything. Just let it sit and let it be as it is and accepting it and kind of giving yourself grace you know, sometimes we have a hard time accepting if, if it's something uncertain or accepting something we don't like, but the fact is there's going to be things we don't like, or that seems uncertain or that seems unfair. And sometimes we just have to, to put it out there and then decide what part of it can we actually control, if any, and then practicing that uh, self-compassion, you know, it's okay to have some anxiety over things, but it's also okay to treat yourself with kindness. Sometimes we're our worst enemy instead of our best friend. And so that's one thing I found in my life that's really important is to have my own back and be able to fight for me. I haven't always been good at setting the boundaries like I need to, but this is something that I'm learning that I think is so valuable and beneficial. So being 
your best friend, being the person that um, has your own back end, knowing you're worth it, I think is really valuable part of this too. So um, those kind of things will quiet your mind a little more. It's just like it's again being positive to yourself, not only you know talking to yourself positively, but talking about yourself to yourself um, positively. Maybe not talking, but you know what I'm saying. It's not being so hard on yourself that you make yourself have anxiety. And I think that's really valuable. So, um, all right. Other things that I think are really good when it comes to staying present is noticing what's around you right now. I know sometimes my, when I go walk my dog, I, this is when I do this a lot. I think, am I being present right now? Because sometimes I got, I've got so much on my mind. I got to hurry and get him around the block and do, you know, check off that thing that I think, well, this is the only time of the day he gets to do anything fun. He's a small dog, so he doesn't get to go running with me or anything. He's getting older. The only time he gets out in the day is when I go take him on a walk. And I feel bad sometimes I like rush him through it too much, but I've, I found a lot of times that I just go, you know, I need to take a breath. I need to go slow. I need to let him enjoy it. So am I, and oftentimes I find myself looking up into the trees and I'm hearing the birds and I just, I just for a minute I put everything else, you know, my it's on my calendar at home. I'll get to it. My to-do list, you know, I'm sure you're as busy as me sometimes, but I, I stop and notice my surroundings. I look around. I see neighbors. Sometimes I talk to neighbors, like allow yourself to be in the moment you're in instead of missing the moments you're in, worrying about what could be in the future or what has been in the past. Like really concern yourself with the now. And it is like the little things. It is, you know, the wind blowing on your face. It is the sunshine. I mean, you could be missing all those little things by being too wrapped up in what, you know, things you can't control or uncertainty. Um, another thing is, and this is a hard thing for me, and I mentioned it before, is not multitasking. I am such a multitasker. I have a billion things going at once. I've always been like that. I actually love that. It's a challenge for me. I love a challenge, but I find it can be overwhelming for me. So when I just say, you know, I'm just going to focus on one thing. And I think that's what happens. Like when I run, I am focusing on one activity. My mind is still going. But it's more manageable. I don't know. I think uh, when we just kind of boil it down to what's the most important at the time, uh, it becomes a lot less overwhelming. So maybe less is more a lot of times. Um, I like to think about it as simplifying. When I help people with overwhelm, that's what I tell them to do is what's most necessary first. You know, really break it down into what is the most needed or necessary and make it simple, make things simple. We, we overcomplicate our lives so much. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. I think I've covered most everything that I want to. Uh, one of the other things, though, that I really wanted to touch on when it comes to quieting your mind and staying present is, and I know this may sound odd to put in here, but I do think it's super important, is to give service. Sometimes our mind gets so chattery because we worry about ourselves and we consume ourselves with our own life. Sometimes we can quiet our mind by seeing what other people are going through and like giving service. I know, um, you know, helping others or doing things for others. I know, uh, national day of service is September. I believe it's the 10th is coming up soon. And 
maybe that's the time you can quiet your mind by concerning yourself with other people. And I know for me, when I concern myself with other people and I see everybody's challenges, I realize that mine aren't as bad as I think. You know, it helps me put into perspective my own um, challenges. So I think that's a really great way to quiet your mind. Uh, it helps you stay present to being concerned with other people and just um, being in the moment and being being able to be there with other people. So those are just some things I've been talk, uh, thinking about lately and wanted to share. So if you have any uh, thoughts on that or you want to share your feelings, I'm happy to have you make a comment below. And uh, you can always reach out to me on my other social media. I'll, I'll put it in the clip after this. And uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this or anything related to healthy living. And I'm happy to put together a podcast on that topic if you think there's something you'd like me to cover. Anyway, uh, have a great day. Thank you again for listening in to the podcast. I wanted to encourage you to like and subscribe and please share this so others are learning about it so we can continue growing it. You can also find me on Instagram at the blonde runner and that's B-L-O-N-D-E with an E on there. And you can also find me on Instagram at coach Laura Erickson and that's L-O-R-A-E-R. I-C-K-S-O-N. And thanks again for, for listening in. And until next time, live well.